0: Good afternoon. This is Marshall Davis. Today I'm going to talk about God and consciousness. One of the barriers to seeing reality is the clumsiness of language used to communicate it. Part of it is the error of mistaking words and ideas for that to which they point. That's especially true of religion, and since I consider myself a Christian, I can say it is certainly true of Christianity. Christians have succeeded in deceiving ourselves and others for 2000 years by our idolatrous use of language and ideas. Let me start by talking about the word God. You ask a crowd of people what they mean by the word God and you will get as many answers as there are people. Even people from the same religion, even from the same church will give very different answers. Furthermore, 99.9% of the answers will be in the form of ideas that people have about God. All ideas are false. I'll go even further and say that all ideas about God, that means theology, is idolatry. Ideas are nothing more than images in the mind. The biblical definition of idolatry is the making of graven images. And that doesn't matter if it's images made out of stone or wood by chisel and hammer or in theology engraved on paper with ink or in the brain with neuropathways. They are still graven images. We create God in our own image and worship our creation. We make God into an object for contemplation, or observation, or description. In any case, a God that is an object is no God at all. So what, or who, is God? The Christian Bible says that God is spirit, and that's a good place to start. Spirit is a word used to describe what is not matter, not material, not physical, some would say God is energy, but that's not accurate, because energy is just another form of matter. There are two sides of the same coin, and this material universe, as Einstein's famous equation, e equals MC squared, says, energy and matter are the same thing. They are interchangeable, and they are interchanging all the time, so spirit is not energy or power. Spirit is a word that we use for what is not of this world, something that cannot be proven or disproven using the scientific method. That's why for science, God does not exist. Spirit cannot be measured. And therefore, for the materialist, does not exist. And that's true. If you define existence... It's having to do with matter and energy, space and time. Spirit, or God, is literally nothing. No thing. Scientifically speaking, spirit does not exist. But then again, neither does consciousness. It cannot be proven to exist. That is what philosophers of mind and cognitive neuroscientists call the hard problem of consciousness. Technically, consciousness does not exist. And yet, we are conscious. I think the words spirit and consciousness are interchangeable. What in pre-scientific times was called spirit is now called Consciousness, they are the same. Nearly all religious people would agree that God is related to consciousness in some way. 99% would say that their deities are conscious. Theists, like most Christians, believe that God is conscious of everyone and everything that happens. Like Santa, God knows if you've been naughty or nice. That is the basis for the idea of God as judge. And it's a just judge. It's the concept behind providence and predestination and things like that. Some go further and say that God is not only conscious, but God is consciousness. For example, Vedanta in Hinduism describes the divine using the terms Ananda, normally translated being. Consciousness bliss Conscious cannot be a quality of God or a property of God, because God to be God is without properties or qualities, since those refer to the phenomenal world that would make God an object in time and space. I think consciousness is a good word to use to point to the indescribable God. God is consciousness, being, bliss. As I said a moment ago, God is not an object and therefore cannot be described as conscious without making God into a being. God is not a being, but being. God is subject, not object. God is consciousness, conscious of God's self. God is awareness, aware of God's self as awareness. God is the only subject, since we, at least as our little individual psychological and physical selves, are objects in time and space. God is the subject of which everything else, including us as individual selves and bodies, are objects within that consciousness. Well, at the same time, everything, objects if you want to call them, appearing within God as consciousness is God itself or himself or herself, however you want to describe God. God is awareness in which everything in creation is appearing. I'm using that Christian term, creation, but it's not creation as something over and apart from God, separate from God, but creation as an expression of God's self. Our existence comes from that which is the source of all existence. Even the biblical creation story points to this. Genesis says that God spoke the universe into existence. We are words spoken by God. And what are words but ideas that are expressed? We are ideas in the mind of God, you could say. To put it another way, we are incarnations of God. Incarnations of consciousness. We are God conscious of God's self. God conscious of the universe. Now, this is where it gets interesting. That consciousness that we experience and we commonly think of and talk about as our consciousness is the consciousness of God. The Bible says that. The Bible says we have the mind of Christ. The Apostle Paul writes, For who has known the mind of the Lord that he will instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. The only way to experience God is to know God as subject. Now here I'm not talking about what Christianity normally talks about. That is God as subject that is loving us as separate beings. Although that certainly can be and is a meaningful experience for Christians and others from a theistic and dualistic perspective. As individual selves, it is very powerful to experience the love of God. But this love points to something beyond itself, something deeper and more intimate. It points to oneness with God, union with God, where there is no distinction between lover and beloved and love and loving. It's what you might call non-dual love. We can experience God as subject, but not as an object of our love or even the lover of our souls, to quote the old hymn. We can experience God from the inside. In fact, we all do experience God from the inside all the time. It's just a matter of noticing that and accepting that. Now, I know That this is going to sound strange to Christians and to other theists, but it is the only way that God is truly known. We experience God from within God as indistinguishable from God. We know God as incarnations of God. Not being able to tell where one stops and the other begins because there is no one or the other. That's the way that Jesus experienced God. It really is the only way to experience God. Not from the outside, separate, but from the inside. God sees through our eyes and hears through our ears and thinks through our brains. And is aware through what we normally think of as our awareness but is really god's awareness you know you can't any, get any closer to god than that than what we already are we are the life of god expressed in this human form this is what is called eternal life this is what is called salvation this is what many people call communion with god or better yet union with god this is reality and this is always And everywhere accessible. It's just a matter of noticing it. Of realizing it. Salvation or eternal life is not something out there somewhere that we are to get. It's not a goal or achievement or something that we hope or are certain will happen in the future. It's who we are now. The Bible calls this our birthright or our inheritance. These are all words for reality that is this divine consciousness. Now, as I say this, I'm not talking about a theological idea or a religion or a philosophy, even though it can be expressed in spiritual terms. This is experiential reality. It's important not to get hung up on words or ideas. What's important is to see it. And to hear it. And to taste it. And to feel it. You can label this whatever you want. Better yet, not label it at all. All labels are misleading anyway. Labels are all lies. Only reality is truth. Just be consciousness and awareness. We always are consciousness and aware anyway, so we just are what we are. As the old preacher said, be what you is and not what you ain't. Because if you ain't what you is, you is what you ain't. Be awareness. That's what you are. That's what we are. Be aware as awareness, be conscious as consciousness, be what you are, and notice what you are. Be aware of what you are, without labeling what you are, or thinking about what you are, or attaching words to what you are. Simply be, I am. This is salvation. This is the kingdom of God. This is what all religions and spiritual traditions point to, and all spiritual seekers search for. When one sees as this, then there is joy, bliss, love, peace. This is freedom. This is liberation. This is God. That's it for today. Grace and peace to you. That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can also find these podcasts in video format at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net.